it's Brandi Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. welcome to the podcast. I am super excited to share today's episode with you. I had an awesome interview with Christina Benjamin. I've been knowing Christina for a few years. Christina is a licensed cosmetologist and a makeup artist, and she is absolutely amazing at what she does. I really love just learning more about her journey and her path. I think she has a unique path because she hasn't always known that this was the industry for her. She hasn't always wanted to be in the beauty industry, but God led her in this direction and he showed her that she needed to use what was in her hands. And I think that's something that we can all take that a lot of times we're looking in other places for whatever we may need to use or do to take it to the next level in our business or careers or lives. And God has already given us what we need. He's given you everything you need to be successful right in your hands. And Christina talks a lot about that. And I think you're really going to learn a lot about her journey and about the, some of the steps that she has had to take and some of the risks and, and actions that she has taken along the way. But he has been with her and he has led her and guide her to utilizing her hands along the way within this journey. And I think it will inspire anybody. I know I definitely was inspired by this interview. Here's a little bit of Christina's bio. Christina Benjamin is a licensed cosmetologist and makeup artist of seven plus years that constantly trains with some of the best trainers from around the country. She's a driven individual and platform artist that specializes in custom cuts, color, custom wig units, hair growth, trendy styles, and an array of hair designs and makeup artists. When she's not behind the chair, she's always instructing other stylists on how they can sharpen their techniques and skills. She has styled multiples of celebrities and loves traveling to other states to service new clients. I think you're really going to enjoy this interview, and here it goes. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's your host, Brandi Taylor, and we have an awesome guest today, Christina Benjamin. Welcome, Christina. Hi. Hi, how are you guys? Good. How are you, Christina? I'm super excited to talk to you today. Same here. Great, great. So, Christina, I like to start off with like an icebreaker. So, tell us something about yourself that most people would not know. Um, let's see. Most people don't know. Um, I'm actually quite shy. Um, as much as I run my mouth and and I am on uh, social media, um, it actually makes me very very shy in front of people. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I struggle with that. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of hard to believe, but a lot of people say that though. I hear that often. Yeah. So yeah. Would you say you're more of an introvert? Um, I'm an introvert, extrovert, depending on the situation and the atmosphere. Um, I'm extrovert when it comes to me being around people that I know know me. So, you know, they know, they truly know who I am. I'm more of an introvert when I'm around, uh, you know, I totally get that. Yeah, I think I'm a I think I'm the same way. A lot of people will find that surprising. I think I'm like an introvert, extrovert type of person too. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, I feel you. Well, yeah, so let's talk a little bit about your business. So um 
So you're a hairstylist, uh, you got Shirtique Salon. Tell us a little bit about how you got into this industry. Well, um, I started, I would say, uh, it's going on like eight years now, about eight years ago. I started off singing and acting, actually. And um, I never even thought about doing hair. Didn't have any desire to do hair. I mean, I did my own hair. Um, that's just at the time, I just really couldn't afford to get my hair done. I had small kids. I was working a minimum wage job, me and my husband. Um, however, I was chasing um, my singing and acting career. So I was going full force with that, doing auditions, flying out to L.A., all kinds of stuff. Like really thinking that that was going to be it. Well, life got a little tough um, and I looked at my babies and I'm like, I can't keep doing this. I mean, as much as I want to go to Hollywood and do all these things in real life, I have these three small faces looking at me and I, I can't. <laughs> you know, I'm coming home to eviction notices and I don't have food in the refrigerator. Just, you know, we were really, really struggling, although... Me and my husband both work so hard. So I asked God, I said, well, what do I, what can I do? I can't afford daycare right now because that's going to take away from my household. But what can I do to make money here at my home um, while I'm still watching my kids? And God said, look in your hands. Um, and I said, well, let me see. What am I good at? Naturally, I was really good at doing my own hair and makeup, you know, and I always got so many compliments. But, you know, you never think nothing of it. You just think you're putting yourself together. But for years, I had been cutting my own hair. So I didn't really understand that all those years prior, God was really prep prepping me for a hair career. Um, and one of the main reasons I never even thought about doing hair is because, you know, nobody, it takes a, a certain type of personality to do something where you have to put yourself out there for people to possibly reject it. And who wants to deal with direct, uh, with, you know, rejection or, you know, people not liking it, or, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, as a creative and as an artist, we are very sensitive about our stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, fast forward, um, I end up going and perusing through a couple ads and stuff like that. And, um, the, I thought about, well, you know, I'm good at hair and makeup. Why don't I think about going to get, I don't know, just for giggles. Let me go take a look at some of these beauty colleges. Well, I searched for a couple of them. And this one in particular, uh, Michigan College of Beauty, I ended up touring with that campus. And so happened, they end up having an afternoon program. All the other schools, they didn't have an afternoon program. I needed that because my husband worked. And, um, you know, if I was going to go to school, um, I needed to go to an afternoon part-time. So that was great. So they had day and night. So I had that flexibility. So that was the main thing that made me go to that school. So I tried to register the first time, but my loans were in default, of course. So I had to wait another six months before I can get in there. I finally went and decided, well, let me stop dragging my feet. I went and paid my loans on time and I tried to resubmit this time. I stuck with the program. It took me about two years to finish the program. Well, about, yeah, about a little less than two years because um, I had to stop and start a couple of times, but I finished. And in the meantime, what I did was while I was at home, I had a ranch style home. We had a finished basement. In that basement, we had a room. And my husband helped me transform it into my first home salon. Um, and it was a studio. And so I made it very, very nice. I made sure when my clients came in, my kids wasn't running all around. It was timely. They had good salon quality. 
products, whatever I was using in school and they were teaching me. I wasn't using like, you know, beauty supply stuff. It was like really salon stuff. Um, I was educating my clients and it was, it was ordering it and they loved it. And um, yeah, that's where it all started. Who knew? Because I, I never went after a hair career. I wanted to be a singer and actress and still do, but, and still, and I'm still actively pursuing that, but God allowed me to have something that was going to see what I really wanted to do in the future. So, um, this is where I'm at now. And now this is Dallas Park Christina. So, yeah. Yeah. So Christina, when did you really realize that this industry was for you? So it seems like, you know, you kind of stumbled upon and it's not like it was something that you had always done or wanted to always do. Um, you had other plans and, and you decided to use what you knew, like far as beautifying your own self and decided to just jump out there and go to school. But at what point did you really realize that this was, you know, this was it for you? Um, you know, I remember sitting in class one day and the owner of the school came in and he, um, he began to talk about why he started the school, how his family started the school and just talking about all the testimonials from some of the people that have left, and, you know, why this is such a great career to go into. And I remember sitting in the class and I'm like bawling and nobody knows why I'm just crying because for the first time in my life, I felt like my kids are going to have something stable. I'll never be hungry again. And in that moment, I felt so empowered because prior to that, I felt so helpless. I was working two, two jobs and that still didn't add up to enough. I still didn't have enough to take care of my family. So that was a very enlightening moment for me because all these promises God had really spoken to me, it hadn't yet manifest until that moment. And it wasn't that he gave me, uh, uh, he didn't drop a big load of money on me right there. What he gave me was the potential to eat forever. And for me, that changed everything. So I sat in that room and I cried. And for some of those that understood, they knew that, wow, she must be having a moment. But they did not know what I had been through up to that point. And I was probably one of the oldest girls in my class. I'm around teeny boppers in this class pretty much. Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm, I'm like one of the oldest people in the class at this point. For some of them, this is a fallback thing. It's just like, I don't know. I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm looking like this has to work. So in that moment, it was like, I'm never going to be broke again. My kids ain't never going to know what it means to struggle like that. That was everything. So that's how I knew I was supposed to be doing this. And I have not stopped running since. Um, so it's a blessing because here I was chasing an entertainment career with singing and acting, but God had given me my own stage and my own platform. So in a way, I am still performing. You know what I'm saying? I'm whoever that person needs me to be. Whatever character they need me to play, if I need to be a therapist that day, I'm a therapist. If they need me to be a mom, figurative, I'm a mom. They need me to be a teacher, I'm a teacher in that moment. So what better role can I play than a hairstylist? So, you know, I, I truly am thinking and acting, you know. And sometimes I hum a little bit when I'm doing your hair. So how about that? <laughs> so that's, that's what that is, you know? Yes, yes. I think that's a powerful story. Um you you must have you know felt it at that moment and you I saw did. something 
And, uh, and that really shows that you, you saw that this was your path and you yeah. embraced it quite well. So, so now you're, now you're, um, you, you started off in, in your, in your home doing hair. And now, um, like once you're licensed, where do you go from here? Like what, what did you start off as the suites or did you work at another salon or how did this work? Um, what happened was, um, I worked at home until I felt comfortable enough to go to the salon. Um, it came to a place at home where I began to build somewhat of clientele. And I had that many people. I, I maybe had like a steady, maybe five to eight people that if that at that moment that was coming to me a week. And I knew once um, I remember I had someone come to my house and I did not like it. It was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to, I have children. I can't be having strangers come to my house. So um, it's just, you know, you got to, that's my, that's my safe place. I can't be having just anybody come there. So I had to make the decision. I said, you know what? I got to get from under the, out of this basement anyway, because as I'm growing and now that I have my license, I have to make um, them respect what I do. They're not going to respect me in my basement. And I knew even though it was feeding my family, I knew it was only so big I can grow in that basement. I would never grow into this big stylist. And I, well, one, let me just say, I never set out to be a big stylist. It was just a byproduct of my hard work. However, in my mind, I'm, I, I, I had businesses I wanted to build. And I said, if I want to do it, I want to do it right. This is why I decided to go get my license instead of just like some people, because they can kind of do hair, treat it like a hustle and not get a license. I said, well, it's no purpose of me getting this license if I'm going to stay in my basement. And the type of prices that I need to charge for me to make a living wage, I need to go to a salon. At that time, I didn't have steady income. However, I knew, even though I didn't have the money, as hairstylists, we would equivalent our bills to how many heads we got to do or how many weaves or how many wigs we need to do or how many cuts we need to do. So I said to myself, um, one of my uh, good friends in school, um, Von Travis, Travis uh, Williams hair. He, we went to school together and he knew a guy, Dante Jeffrey, that was having, um, he had a salon. And at the time, you know, they had some openings and he said, well, why don't you come down there too? He has an opening. I said, Oh no. Um, so anyways, I ended up meeting, um, the guy. It worked out great. We all had great chemistry. And from there I went to foil salon and I stayed there and I, I was blessed to be a part of a team where, we all wanted to see each other win, so we all would teach each other things. So it was a great incubator for me to hone into my skills. And then when it was time for me to go, when I knew I had grew too much, then it was time for me to leave that place. And then God set me apart and he set me on my own, which I did not want to go. I cried because I had loved the team that I was with. But God was like, no, it's time for you to go now so you can he can go establish my name. So and, and my platform, because he had given me my own platform. Because my platform has a lot of ministry to it. You know what I'm saying? Because doing this is the most intimate. You'll be with another person, being in their head and touching them and them being vulnerable with you. You know what I'm saying? Letting you see their imperfections. So, you know, that's our crowd. So here I, crown, here I am adjusting women's crowns. And God needed me to get what I need to get for that season. And now that you have your foundation, it's time for me to move you. That in itself was so scary. So that's where it started that's when it start going to a different place. Wow. And you know, some people, sometimes people know 
you know, at certain times, like they, they know they're supposed to move. No. They, they may be, you know, feel that they're supposed to move, but some people just, it may take them some time. They kind of, you know, drag their feet. But as soon as you feel like you're supposed to do something, it seems like you just move. Yeah, you know what? Um, I live my life according to, uh, you know, um, no regrets. I, I'm not okay with that. I am totally okay with failing at some stuff, but I am not okay with not living to my full and complete potential, period. That's always been my philosophy. I got to at least try. No matter how scared I am, I have to try. And that's just God putting that tenacity in me to, to move past because I have a purpose on my life. So I would say, um, yeah, I did not want to go. I was very comfortable. And, and I cried like a baby because though you got to understand, I was comfortable in that place. Those people knew me. I had a name already. I was starting to already have a name. I was doing good, but God was like, I'm trying to give you more. I'm trying to really make your name proceed you and give you a platform. I knew it was time for me to go because when I was in there, um, the way I worked at Coil Salon, I treated it like it was my own salon. Even though that wasn't, I made sure I respected the owner's wishes. I I was, I gave customer service as if I was the owner because I understood his vision and I wanted to execute his vision for his salon because I worked there. I was also a reflection of the salon. So I believe in serving in excellence. And I knew if I worked in his salon the way I wanted to work in mine, and I learned a lot there from owning a salon, working, having um, booth renters and having other stylists and the dynamics of a salon. I learned so much, but because I didn't go in like with a booth renters mentality, but like, what can I do to enhance your salon, our salon? And at the time he had that mindset of like, look, this is our, our building. We have to represent each other. Right. When you have the right group of people and you guys connect, not even on just a professional level, but also on friendship and family, and I had to leave and go to, this is where I left and took the leap and went to uh, West Bloomfield and got my own salon. I didn't even have the money at the time to pay that type of rent. That was high rent. That was way more than I ever paid at Portal Farm. I wasn't for that. But God didn't need it. He, I knew I was supposed to go in there because everything made sense. So once I got there and then I did get the support of my, my, my co-workers, you know, they pushed me, you could do it. We just down the street, girl. You acting like, I'm like, but y'all don't understand. Like I could have stayed there forever, but I would have never known the potential had I allowed me to feel comfortable. I want to stay where I know I, I, I'm accepted. And I know that even if I fail, I'm not by myself. That's scary to step out on your own. And, and, Maybe possibly have it blow up in your face. That do something to your ego too. You know what I'm saying? So it takes a lot, but I did it with the help of God. And of course, a great support system with my family and my friends. So that's how Strategic Salon was born. Awesome, awesome. So now you're you're in your own salon. And um like was it hard at first to get your clients over there or did you already have a clientele built up and you just kind of brought them over to the salon or who's that like? Here's the thing. In, every, in everything, there needs to be strategy. I was able to, the reason why I was able to move, you got to understand when I was at Foil Salon, I was building my, my clientele. 
So I had to have at least a base of something where, you know, you still have to be wise. I had to have a base of something where at least I knew I could kind of get up to that point. So I had somewhat of a clientele um, and I had a platform I was building on social media that helped me. But so what I did was around the time I start moving, I really started to hone in my skill and really started to specialize a lot more. So that way it had to draw people to me for a certain reason. So, uh, and I didn't realize I was doing that at the time, but I was. So, you know, um, it made it where we began to move, you know, and the, anyways, the caliber of clientele I had, because I set standard prior to me moving to a more elite area and more prestigious, you know what I'm saying? As far as like, you know, when you come to West Bloomfield, you know, you have some money, it's just period. <laughs> I was never like, I never had basement prices anyway. I always tried to remain competitive and fair because I knew I was always training. So I always gave myself room to give myself a raise. So my clients were already used to paying a little bit more than the average stylist. But when I moved over there, I had to also go up on my prices a little bit to accommodate, giving them such a more nice space. And I had to make it make sense. So I really had to up my amenities. I had to make sure it was more, um, one-on-one more service you know what i'm saying so it made sense for them to come out there and drive because for some of them it was a much longer drive than just southfield where it was central so it takes a lot for your clients to move with you and grow with you but they believe and then the ones that fell off god sent more so you know um you can't be afraid to to move on because you know sometimes we're holding on to people that weren't going to be on the next phase of your life anyway they were just for a reason, season, or a lifetime. So that's kind of what happened with that. And that's how I began to just grow. And while he, when he got me by myself, guess what? All the noise stopped. So now he got me quiet enough so I can get focused on what are we going to do in this salon? What's going to set my suite apart? You got to understand when you go into a studio, you need to have a clientele or you better be great at marketing because nobody's going to know you're in there. Mm-hmm. People that go to salon studios, it is not wise for you to go in there and you don't have a clientele unless you're really great at marketing or you're really great at guerrilla marketing where you was going to go out and just pass out your stuff. You have to be aggressive with it. So if you don't have that, you know, and even, even though I was coming from a salon where there were people coming in, I still had to bring a base of at least um, generally uh, a certain amount of people that could at least pay my, my rent for each week. Cause I was getting, you know, I was having to pay each week a substantial amount. So, you know, then I had to find what are some other streams of income I can um, create so I can help pay this rent and make a wage and have pay an assistant and pay a coordinator. You know what I'm saying? Cause I had a team. So, but when you have all that kind of stuff, you know, you factor that into your cost. So that's how I was able to kind of, you know, do that. And of course, with the help of God, I went in there and I, that when I, when I first moved in there, that whole place got anointing oil over it. I prayed over that place. I sure did. I had my mama come in there too and pray in there. And that place was anointed and I made a lot of money. Whoever has that suite after me, they've been like making a lot of money in there because it's blessed. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So you talk a lot about uh, need. Like, um, you, you figured out what your niche was and I understand it. You didn't even realize that was what you were doing, but when did nope. you realize that you had kind of like set yourself apart and you know, you, you had, you offered a certain 
type of service to a certain type of client and you had a niche? When did you kind of really tailor that? I get a lot of different viewpoints on it, but as hairstylists, it's interesting because a lot of times hairstylists are expected to do a lot of different things. Like you're going to do a cut, you're going to do a color, you're going to do sewing, you're going to do, you know, all these different types of styles, right? So how do you decide yeah. you're going to be known for a certain type of style? A certain the people will tell you. The people will tell you. You'll start to draw a certain type of client and a certain need. And so what will happen is, once you do really good on a couple of other people, they go and tell people. And then those people go tell people. And then those people go tell people. And that's one key that um, a lot of people don't understand about social media marketing is you don't have to be all over the place. They'll tell you, right? That's why you have likes under there. Do you know what I'm saying? And um, where you have a comment section because you begin to see like when you post certain stuff or where you put certain images out, you draw more um, attention and, and um, you get more likes, you get more inquiries and stuff. So that's kind of what happened. You know, it's not something you have to really overcomplicate. I began to see like, hmm, there's a lot of women that are struggling with hair loss and they have nowhere to go. So I began to listen to these problems when they would come in my chair and not really realizing that I was mentally taking notes because I was already working on creating a, a, a solution because I had, I had clients in my chair that they didn't know they was coming to me because they had thin hair. They just thought that's what it was going to be. And me, me being an artist and wanting to make sure their hair looks like the best representation of themselves and not only themselves, but my work. I had to find ways to give them more hair or cover hair. So I was already working on a solution before I really knew that was what I was going to be doing. But God began to send the right people to my chair because I began to listen to the problems that was going on. Then I began to see in my industry, specialization is like, if you really want to make great money, specialize in one thing. Not even that you don't even have to be great at other things, but if you could be known for that one thing, that's just like, you got people out here that's artists that's eating off of a lifetime touring forever and they got a one hit wonder. They only needed one hit. So even with being a hairstylist or a makeup artist or whatever you do, if you got that one specialty can nobody else do or replicate, just, even if they try to replicate, it's still not like yours. You'll have people eating, um, you'll eat for a lifetime. You'll, you'll always have clients. And then when you take it a step further and you're about customer service, even if you're not the best at it, if you give people an experience and you make them feel appreciated, they will come back. They'll come back and they're going to bring a friend. And so that's how I began to specialize in what I did. And because also I wore short hair. So what better person to wear short hair than me? You know, I am my walking billboard for my 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 company for the brand that I represent. So when I went out, I always made sure my hair was done. I had my makeup on. And that's how I would strategically get people. I didn't have to try. God just began to send people because I was a walking billboard. So if you say you do this or you do that, look like it. If you don't look like it, wear it on your clothes. It's nothing for you to get a pair of. So that's what I began to do. I just was doing product placement here and there. And because, because I am shy, I'm not going to just go up to somebody and say, Hey, I do hair. No, but I begin to look like a stylist. I always look like when I always have my black on, my makeup on, what is it? I don't know what you do, but you, you look like you do something. Do you do, are you a hair artist? Are you, uh, uh, do you do makeup? 
Yeah, girl, do all of that. And that's a great way to open up a conversation. Then you know what? I will wear these big earrings because I knew it was a conversation piece and people will stop me on my earrings. They were so different. So that's, that's some different things and different techniques you can use to draw people in. You just need a little bait. That's all. You know, I just need you to just put a little glitter on so they can see you shining out here. Okay. I love a little <laughs> yeah. glitter, huh? Ain't nothing wrong. A little glitter. Just, we just need a little twinkle. So they can say, what's that little twinkle over there? Let me go see what that's all about. Right. Yep. Right. I love it. I love it. Attention beauty professionals, join the Business Beauty Network Virtual Summit, May 15th through the 17th, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. nightly, the Virtual Summit for Beauty Professionals. On the first night, May 15th, we have Candace Shepard. She's the image, brand, and business development expert. Candace is teaching a workshop on how to develop courage, clarity, and confidence to market yourself and maintain your business. On the second night, May 16th, we have Jessie Hayes. Jessie is the founder of Skin For Your Facial Bar. Her workshop is on how to survive the pandemic and be profitable in the beauty industry. And on the third night, May 17th, we have Shana Simone. She's the beauty business strategist, and her workshop is on how to attract your dream clients. This is going to be a fun-filled summit that you don't want to miss. If you're in the beauty industry, this event is for you. Join us nightly at 7 p.m. That's May 15th through the 17th. You can get your tickets at eventbrite.com. See you soon. So um, now you talked a lot about marketing. So I kind of want to dive into that a little bit because I know okay. it's a very important piece. You know, you had already started um, really branding yourself on social media. Yeah. And I know this really helped you make that shift when you went to your own salon. So can you talk a little bit about some of the steps you took? Um, some of the steps I took was I knew that um, one thing I did was I studied my market. I went to other people's pages that I admire and I felt was on my caliber of uh, talent and profession per, as far as professionalism goes. Um, you know, what you gaze at is what you become. So, you know, if I wanted to be a talk show host, I probably would follow Oprah all the time or whoever else I feel like is at the top of their game. So whoever was at the top of their game at the time, I was looking at these people have large followings. So what are they doing on their page that I'm not doing? And so what I began to see is even when I went to their classes and stuff like that, they would tell us like the different filters they would use, lighting, um, pictures are key. So I got really good at taking pictures. I, I already took good pictures, but I really had to sharpen up, uh, up on it and realize, you know, when people are looking at a picture, what are they really, what am I selling in this picture? So I had to learn that. I had to learn, um, keeping my page professional and consistent. So um, I couldn't be on there going off on people. If, you know, people will go all the way down into your history. They will, if they really want to see who you are as a stylist or a person, they want to be nosy and see. So they can see when you've been on there, you just cut somebody out on your main page. Now it's different in the story. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it, but it disappears in 24 hours unless they save it but I wouldn't put it on my main page. So I had to go in and even though like I didn't do that kind of stuff, cause you know, that's someone's business. If I want to be wretched, then I'll be wretched on my own page. That's just like, I told you I'm an, I'm an extrovert when I need to be an extrovert with people that know me, but people that don't know me, 
you only get to get that one side of me because I, I don't know you. So I'm, I'm a little dirty. You know, I, maybe I don't want you to think I'm wretched, but I may have a wretched side to me. And that's okay because people that know me know me. But that's going to be on my personal page. So I take everything about hair, 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 hair. And um, that was so important. Um, and then what I began to do is just really just put out the problem. Like, are you struggling with this? Are you struggling with that? And people will be like, yeah, actually I am. Well, let me show you an example of if you have hair loss. Look at this picture. Look what I did. I made this lady look amazing. She came in with no hair. This could be you. You know what I'm saying? So it's so simple. You know, that's, that's kind of what I did. I also invested in photo shoots. Like, um, I wanted to have clean, professional images. Like, I made sure I went and got me a headshot because when I'm sending stuff out, I want people to know who I am or, you know, just a nice professional picture. I also wanted to have nice professional content, people seeing what I do in a certain element because I'm also trying to show them on, sell them on quality because they'll know if you're willing to even invest in yourself and get quality pictures, well, I know I can't come in and nickel and dime her. That's why I kept trying to put up because I, I didn't want no group con specials in my chair. I wanted people, it wasn't about the price. It was about the experience. So that's who I cater to. You know what I'm saying? So you just have to know your client. You have to know, you got to even know to the place of the type of client you're, you're targeting. What's what she look like? What's, what's the type of lady she, you know, she is, you know, what type of job does she have? You know what I'm saying? Um, and what happened was God would just begin to kind of draw people that were kind of like-minded like me, you know? So um, that's who I catered to. And that was my demographic. And I didn't, I didn't move all over the place. I had to get, you know, even though I know how to do other things, I knew what I was good at. But in the meantime, I still was taking classes to work on my other parts that, you know, when they're ready to transition, I'll be ready. So, you know, great photography. Um, also um, doing testimonials. And uh, let me see, another thing. What else did I do? Um, there were times I would do projects where I, you know, I would put content together and it would have a story to fall, follow with it. So, you know, you just got to get creative. That's the main thing with marketing and social media. People want to see something different and you got to give them a reason to want to come to your page, whether it's information or the shock factor um, or, you know, like great pictures. Like that's why people, people, you have like what, about five seconds to impress somebody while they're scrolling. Even if, if that much. So I need to have something, whether it's a bright color, whether it's a bad hairstyle, whether it's a bald spot. And they're like, what is going on with this picture? I need to have, have them stop scrolling and look and go to my page. So you got to think like that. You know what I'm saying? Awesome. Awesome. Great advice. Great tips. So, so now, you know, you have built up your brand. You're doing pretty well. You have, you know, your own salon and everything. But more recently, you made a shift. You actually, yeah. you actually jumped, you know, made another move. So let's talk about you moving because now you're in Atlanta. So let's yeah. talk about that. Wow. Um, when I tell you that came from out of nowhere, <laughs> I was not thinking about moving to Atlanta, nor did I want to. I mean, I enjoyed coming to the States as a nice state, but I wasn't trying to move down here. I was already established. Actually, I'm like, I'm at the top of my game right now. Like I'm doing great. I'm a six figure stylist. Like I have, I have, I just got acquired a building. I'm about to go ahead and um, more than likely turn over this building and make it into a salon and employ other people. 
had no reason to leave, but I had every reason to leave because God was trying to shift my career. So when that kind of happened, um, actually my sister ended up moving down there, me and her really close. So, um, I knew like I, I wanted to be with her, but I couldn't because I had a family. So I couldn't selfishly make my family move down there, but it's just what it is. So anyways, my husband, he works in the music industry. He's a music publisher and, um, he was ready to leave his job at GM. And, um, it was crazy because I had just got this building, but I was kind of in a loose lease. My house was on a, a lease that was coming up. My, my son was about to go to the 10th grade and my, my other two children were about to go to middle school. And it was crazy because I was going back and forth there to see my sister already. And I said, you know, if I'm going to be coming down here this much, I might as well find a salon. I could do a pop-up shop at or whatever. So I just literally went down there to just, just humor myself. If I wanted to set up a second salon around here, where would I go? Um, I ended up talking to one of my girlfriends at uh, Solar Suites that I was at in West Bloomfield. And she told me about a salon she worked at, Suites. Uh, she worked at when she worked in Atlanta. Anyway, she connected me with these really great owners and they sold me on it. And I was like, I came back home with a suite and I didn't mean to come back home with a suite. Cause you know, in my mind, I'm like, I'm about to stay down here. But because I'm seeing my sister, I'm like, I might as well make money when I come down here. Anywho, not to get off the story, when my husband was ready to make the transition, it was crazy because our industry at what he, what he does, like with music and all that kind of stuff, it really, it wasn't a platform here. You know, those places are really LA, Atlanta and New York. Well, we knew we weren't going to LA and we knew we were definitely not going to New York. So it was like Atlanta was it. It was cool for me in the back of my mind anyway, because I get to be reunited with my sister again, right? So it's just crazy because I said, you know, if there was ever a time we were going to go, we got to go now. Because if I went, if I, if I stayed another year, I was going to let my son finish out high school. So um, here, I didn't want to pull him his junior year. So um, I, I needed to go now. And it was just crazy because we didn't have time to get our money together. We didn't have a big elaborate plan. And honestly, I thought that when we got down here, things were going to be just like it was in Michigan. But that couldn't have been further from the truth because I did not realize I was going to have to start all the way over. And um, it was tough, but I did it. And I'm still doing it. But God's building my career better. So my, my, my career changed down here as far as me having to feel like I need to take 10, 15 people a day is went to now I can really hone in back to my customer service where it's one-on-one and do my wigs. And I wasn't trying to do wigs. God was trying to have me do wigs two years ago. I wouldn't do it because I was so booked and busy out. You know what I'm saying? Those things take a lot of time. But I came down here and I had no clients. I had to keep going back and home, back and forth for a while, just to make, make ends meet for a minute. You know what I'm saying? When that don't make sense somewhere, you still got to come home and work on your clientele. You know, so wigs it was. And girl, I was in for a treat because I had no idea God was going to do what he did. And I'm so glad I left. If I never left, I would have never been working on these wigs. I would have never got good at it. And I would have never opened up a whole nother division of my business. So tell us some of the steps you took, you know, when you started, you decided you were going to focus on making the wigs and what that whole process looked like. Um, 
again, I went back to how did I strategically market mark before? I targeted women that had the need for wigs, people that there is a big population of women that struggle with hair loss. That problem is not going anywhere. Those people need a solution. So I honed into that. Those are the people I did ads on. If I had a great post, I would make sure I took great content and I would um, advertise with Instagram and with um, Facebook. I would run campaigns. And I just kept marketing. I didn't have the clients yet, but what happened was because I kept marketing, people start coming in. It only takes like one or two people. You know, and if you got the one the right one or two people and they the mouth of the south or wherever they are, they're gonna start telling a whole bunch of people. And that's kind of what happened. And then you gotta understand I had other clients. I had I had clients that now once I figured out how I can not only just work on it, but I can open it up. This is the thing. God wanted me to really work and master that technique because I needed to be thinking bigger than Atlanta. I had to think global. I had to think cross country. So I had to get my thing down to where I can ship them now because everybody's not going to be able to come to Atlanta. Even if I was in Detroit, everybody can't come to Detroit. So how can I help the lady in Timbuktu? I can send her a wig. As long as she has the capability of having uh, a phone, like internet, where we can get on Wi-Fi, we can do a virtual consultation, and boom, we could, I could walk you through, get measurements, everything, and now I can make you one of my custom units. So it was important that I took my physical building online, so I had to get my, my um, if you will, my e-commerce together. I had to go and get my store together, which was my online store. So that's something that I'm even still yet building up and getting it on more of a um, autopilot because that's going to make me residual money even when I sleep. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's going to make me money so I don't have to be behind that chair. I don't have to put so much sweat equity. So that, that was a game changer. And it was very scary because it's one thing for them to come in. But I'm scared every time I send out a, a unit, to be quite honest. But I have to do it. And I wouldn't know what's going on or the things I need to change unless I put myself out there. That's scary. Mm-hmm. But because I'm all about customer service, you know, if they had an issue, I'm going to make sure I fix it. But I wouldn't have known even the do's and don'ts of shipping and how to properly ship my wigs had I never just stepped out and start doing it. Because you have to put yourself out there. You got to be willing to get your feelings hurt. You got to be willing to have people be like, I don't like it. Or this don't look like what it, this don't look like what it, um, it looked like on, online. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's scary stuff. And those are real legitimate complaints that you'll get. So what you do is, what I did was, you know, I kept it small. I'm making sure I don't grow too fast. Because once I, once I grow and I put it out there, it's out there. At least I can control the quality right now and get ahead of any issues that I may not know about. Because you got to understand, I'm still learning. You know what I'm saying? So... That's kind of like what I did. I just began to really, really stay focused. You can't be all over the place when you're doing a shift and when you're trying to get people to associate your name with one thing. It's okay that you don't have to be known for multiple things. Or even if you are changing in your career and you were known for that one thing, 
you have to be so consistent with your shift and showing them your journey of what you're doing next that they understand like, oh, something's different. I didn't know she did that. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, I can go to her for this. I was sure I was about to go to somebody down the street, but I just, I'd rather give it to her. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I really like, I like the way you pivoted. Like you had to pivot. You got there and you had to figure out, okay, what am I going to do now? How am I going to shift my business? Cause I know you couldn't keep coming back and forth to Michigan. Um, no. and, 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 and what's, what's really great about it is I tell you, Christina, I, I'm not really into the, the wigs and the, and the lace and all that. Uh-huh. When I look at yours, it's like, wow. <laughs> so <laughs> you have, you know, mastered that thing. Definitely. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. All glory to God. You're welcome. Yeah. You definitely have mastered that thing. And, um, yeah, I mean, because I see, I see it all the time. You know, I see, I see other people doing it. I see other people wearing them. And when you show, I love the way you show, like, you pull it up a little bit. You're like, dang, I thought that was her short hair. That's a short hair. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and I really love that. And I love, you know, the quality. Like, I can tell something different about what your lace and the way you created it and constructed yeah. it. The the wigs and that's interesting. I said construct because I think you know is that the name of the wig line is it deconstruct? Yes, deconstruct by Christina. And mm-hmm. it's crazy because I started up. You know, before those wigs, I forgot to tell you. Before I got to the wigs, and I was still trying to figure it out. I had apparel. I had been start doing apparel. I only had. I remember I had like a hundred bucks, and I'm like, I think I had less than that. It wasn't even that. I'm like, what can I do? How can I sell some some stuff real quick? Girl, I went to the freaking store and bought me some t-shirts, cut them bad boys up, cut me up fabric and made earrings. That's how Deconstruct was born. And then because I was deconstructing things, I said, well, I can add on my wigs. I'll just, for the giggles, I'll put wigs on here and see if it's going to work. And, and that's, how, that's how Deconstruct by Christina was born. That's like another division of, another arm of the Styles by Christina brand. So... It's a whole nother, it's also a pure on there. Not only, um, it's, it's a clothing line that's coming doing that, but God, that was just so God can get me started. And so I believe I'll be able to pivot and come back to that eventually because I want the Christina Benjamin brand to be a lifestyle brand. I see home and goods and everything, you know, but eventually, you know, but I had to start somewhere, but that's, what's been making it shine on my, my deconstruct are those wigs. So that's what I put my energy into. So I had to shift like, okay, maybe it's not the apparel right now. Maybe that was just for the moment to get me started. So again, I had to get refocused. Cause you see how I, I tried to get away from the wigs again. You're like, no girl, if you don't just do these wigs. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how deconstruct was more, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I think it's great. I think you need to continue doing it. And it's clearly what's interesting is, is you had got still and shifted and started to really push your business more virtually anyway. Mm-hmm. And now a lot of people are having to do that shift. So what advice do you have for stylists right now? You know, they may not be able to work for the next 30 days and they're looking to, you know, figure out ways to uh, shift their business to online. One if you're not tech savvy, you need to get tech savvy. You're going to have to stop telling yourself it's too hard and this is too complicated and I don't have time for that. You will have time for it if you don't have any income coming in. <laughs> you're right. Um, 
I would say they definitely need to search within and see instead of um, look in your hands, open your hands and see what you have in it already. A lot of the things that we're looking for is already there. God has given us everything we need to get well. He's already gifted you with a gift that he didn't give to anybody else. Even if he, even you have people that do the same thing you do, he didn't give them the gift that he gave, gave you. And then the way you, he gave it to you to deliver to the world. So it does take a little bit of soul searching and getting quiet. Then what I would do was I will write that one thing and research it. See if it makes sense. How can I do this? Set a budget for yourself. Even if you really don't have a budget at worst come to worst, what would it take for me to get this up? Now, also, let me look at what I can do for free. How can I go? Now, because we're in quarantine, we can't really be going out hand in hand. So you're going to have to get online. There are so many free platforms for you to promote. If nothing else, you got, you got Instagram, you got Facebook. Those are the biggest marketing tools ever. Use your live. You can do a class live with somebody. A one-on-one right in their DM and charge them for it. You got a PayPal, you got a square account, don't you? Show somebody something that nobody else can't show them and put a price on it and be integral about what you do. So if you're going to actually teach a class, make sure you're giving them the right information. Make sure it's information they can use. Now, now that I got you hooked and I gave you a little something, know that, hey, maybe I gave you a little webinette, but if you take a class with me, you'll get even more. Or if you're not on the education side, maybe this is a great time for you to hone into some of those businesses that you've been wanting to do, but you, you just, you've been so busy with life that you wouldn't sit down long enough to write the plan out. My main thing is that you always got to write it down because if you don't know where you're going and you can't gaze at it and oftentimes pull it back out and look at it, it makes things start getting unclear and you forget why you even started doing what you're doing. So now it's like, I don't even know what I'm doing at this point. I don't even know how I ended up right here. So I would say in this time, get to know yourself, quiet yourself. And you may need to take a couple of days on this quiet quarantine where you don't do anything, but just focus on you because you got to calm that chatter down. Yes, you're going to, you have bills. Yes, we all have, we, guess what? We all have bills. And the great thing about a credit store score, it could go down, but it could go back up. Okay. Thing about money is you can not have one one day, son, but you can have some the next day. You can have some within minutes, hours from now. I don't know when somebody's gonna buy something off my Shopify. I can go from being broke right now to 10, 10 wig orders come in. Your your situation situation changes from hour to hour, day to day. But if you don't do if you don't change anything, nothing will change. So, you know, my main thing is like get focused, do something, take advantage of this time because life is gonna happen again. Where this economy is gonna, it's gonna pick back up. It's gonna be a minute, but it, you can't even see in America there is a shift, and you don't if you don't understand the shift that's going on right now. I don't know what to tell you. Open your eyes. This is where we're going now. A lot of businesses are moving online, so you gotta you gotta pivot in your business. You're gonna have to. So that means that takes some time of you getting educated. So get educated is what I say. Awesome. Awesome. Great advice. Great advice. So, Christina, it's been absolutely great chatting with you. Same here. Awesome. Same here. 
Yes, but definitely great. So tell us um, how we can find you online. Like, tell us how we can how people can reach you. You can follow me on my social media platforms. Um, I'm on Instagram at um, Christina Benjamin 82. You can also follow me on Facebook um, at Sheratique Salon. Um, also, you can also go to my uh, Christina Benjamin page. And as well as I have a YouTube channel on YouTube um, under Christina Benjamin. On there, I share a lot of do-it-yourself videos or informational videos and stuff like that. And so it's going to be a lot of great um, product reviews that's coming, all kinds of things, trying to really make it um, information-based for um, my clients. So they can reach me that way. You can always go to my website at um, Deconstruct by Christina. Or if you would like to book appointments, um, you can go to www.stylesbycristina.com or you can call us at 248-986-8761. That's 248-986-8761. We want to serve you. We are looking forward to serving you and uh, can't wait. So, yeah. That's how you get me. Great, great, Christina. So I'll have all of that information in the show notes. So before awesome. we go, Christina, do you have anything else you want to share with us? Um, no, just I'm just praying for everyone to be safe out there. And, um, you know, we're not without hope. It's going to get better. We're going to get through this. It's, 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 it's something that we all have that binds us together this time it um and I really feel like it's a great time for you to really tap into some things that we may be running from for some time so sometimes God has his own way of just slowing us down a bit so I don't know stop and smell the roses right now awesome <laughs> I absolutely agree well that's all we have for you today make sure you connect with Christina thank you thank you you're welcome thank you Christina and as always stay great and we are out bye Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Business Beauty Network podcast. Please subscribe and support our podcast. Please share it. Share it with your friends and family. Also connect with us. We want to hear from you. Leave us comments. Let us know what you're enjoying about the podcast. Also email us at bbnetworkpodcast at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on Instagram at I am Brandy Taylor and at Exquisite Looks. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at Exquisite Looks. And you can check out my website at ExquisiteLooks.com. I really hope to hear from you and connect with you soon. Remember that all things are possible if you only believe. Stay great.